0: Hey, it's Michelle here. I know you've got a lot going on. Kids, work, house, family, all the things. And maybe it's got you feeling not like yourself, but is it like I need a nap and a snack, kinda tired? Or are you experiencing burnout? A recent study found that 83% of moms are experiencing burnout. And so many of you have asked me to do more coaching around burnout So I am so excited to announce our brand new private podcast series, Heal Your Burnout. One thing I know about you is that you don't have time for another long PDF or a recorded masterclass that just sits in your inbox because you don't have an extra hour to sit down and watch it. So I created this five episode private podcast just for you. There are five short actionable episodes that you can access Anywhere when you're making dinner in the pickup line or working out. And by the end of this series, you'll have an understanding of what stage of burnout you're at. Spoiler, there are three stages of burnout. And I'll give you my proven six-step framework to healing burnout so that you can start shifting the energy of how you feel and recovering from your burnout today. I want to encourage you. While burnout is super common, it is not normal, you guys. You don't have to wake up every day feeling like this. You can heal, you can regulate your nervous system, you can unlock the stress cycle, you can restore your energy, and you can heal from burnout. Click the link in the show notes to check out the private podcast series, Heal Your Burnout today. Want to work with me in 2023? My team and I are doing so much right now behind the scenes to create our first masterclass and a brand new course for you guys. But until that's ready to launch, you guys have asked and I have answered, so I've rearranged my law practice schedule to make a little more time for one-on-one coaching just in the first quarter of this year. I've only got a few spots left, so if you're ready to do some deep inner work this year, some inner work that really has the ability to skyrocket um, true and lasting change in Every area of your life, right? Your motherhood, your marriage, your business, just the way you see yourself, I think, and just this ability to find a new level of peace that's really powerful, a peace that lets you really focus on the things that are important to you, like learning how to really calm your nervous system, right? If that sounds like something that would be helpful to you, just go ahead, click the coaching link in the show notes. You can set up a discovery call with me, 15 minutes, absolutely free, just to get some more information about how coaching works. And we could just spend a couple minutes talking about what you're going through and the change and growth that you're looking for. Welcome to the Motherhood Podcast, the show for ambitious women who also happen to be raising kids. I'm your host, Michelle Grosser. I'm a certified master life coach, attorney, wife, and mom. Each week, I'm going to coach you to do the work that builds an exceptional life. We'll talk all things motherhood, mindset, and emotional well being so that you can create a life designed by faith over fear. It's time to break through whatever's holding you back. It's time to extend your self compassion, refocus your intention, raise your vibe and alchemize the parts of you that will lead to a deep spiritual transformation you are worthy of an extraordinary life in and beyond motherhood if you're here to do the inner work and you're ready to expand i'm here to join you on the journey each time you press play your growth continues so let's do it i'm michelle Grosser and this is motherhood Welcome to the Motherhood Podcast. I'm your master coach, Michelle Grosser, and today we are talking about the foundation of it all. We are talking about the mind body connection. And guys, this is such a powerful episode. I'm so pumped to be bringing it to you. I think there's so much insight you're going to get from this that's really going to give you these light bulb and aha moments to understand. One, how your mind body connection even works, right? Why it's so important. And then, second, why you might feel like you're doing all the things like you're listening to all the podcasts and you're, you know, have all the IG accounts and you've read all the books and you're taking the courses, what have you, but you find that in practice, you're still struggling, right? Like you're reading the books about how to respond peacefully or patiently to your toddler's temper tantrums or how you want to communicate better with your partner but when it comes time to put it into practice in real life you're still really struggling right your your fuse is still really short you find that you're still really irritable you find that you're still having these emotional outbursts or lashing out or that you're just wanting to withdraw or that you're still feeling really overwhelmed and and even though you're like thinking and learning and trying to do all of these things so we're gonna get into that today. Um, and really what it stems from is this work that I've been studying a lot in the last few years. It's the work of somatics. And soma, that root word there, it's a Greek word and it really means wholeness of the body. And I think a lot of times in order to actualize this new reality, right, we want, especially at the beginning of this new year, right, we all want like these new thoughts, these new Mindsets. I'm going to have new feelings and new behaviors and I'm going to do things differently and I'm going to like finally learn how to regulate my emotions this year. But really, we first have to work with where we're at. We have to include our mind and our body. That's the part that, you know, most of the coaches and practitioners out there, even really great therapists, like they don't integrate the body into their work. And you have to be able to use the body and explore the body to open up the restrictions, and the blocks that are there so you can actually grow, right? So in order to access this new shape that we want, and when I say shape, I'm talking about all of it, right? Like what you can hold, your thoughts, your feelings, your behaviors and actions, the words that you say, right? How your nervous system um, becomes dysregulated and kind of speeds up and how you're able to slow it back down and bring it back to that homeostasis, all of that, you have to be able to access your somatic intelligence, the, the, the intelligence of your body through somatic awareness. So let me give you this metaphor that really helped me kind of understand how this all works. So imagine that your body is one of those little inflatable swimming pools for kids, right? You know the kind, you just kind of like blow it up and then you fill it with the hose and your kids can splash around in it in the summer. So imagine that your body is that pool. And then imagine that through your life experience, through the things that you've gone through, through the stresses, maybe the traumas, big T, little T traumas, all of that, all of your life, your kids, your partnership, your work, everything that you're holding is a beach ball thrown into that little pool, right? a beach ball thrown in, a beach ball thrown in, a beach ball thrown in. And what's happening is that a lot of us, if we're not doing this type of somatic work, our little pool, our little body is unable to hold all of the beach balls being thrown in there, right? We're not able to move around in that pool. We're not able to hold all of it because it's just too much and we're not doing any work with all of the balls that have been thrown into our pool. So when we do somatic work like this, what it allows us to do when we're doing the somatic work is we're actually making our pool bigger. We're making our body bigger. What we can hold, we're growing, right? We can hold more. We're growing our somatic shape. And when we make our bodies bigger, when we expand that pool, we are able to then Kind of swim from ball to ball and explore, right? So we go to the ball of our relationship and we're able to take a look at it and say, hey, what parts of this are still serving me? What parts of this do I want to grow in? And then what parts of this are not serving me any longer? And we can examine them and all of the balls in our pool that are no longer serving us, all of the things in our life that are no longer serving us, we can actually throw out of the pool, right? We can actually heal. And throw out of the pool. But the thing is that until we change what our bodies can handle, what our somatic bodies can handle, i.e. the size of that pool, expanding that pool, we're just drowning. We're just flailing and we cannot go from ball to ball to really examine it, to really look at it, to really determine, discern whether it's still serving us and then decide what we want to do with it, right? And here's the thing. As we get rid of the balls that are no longer serving us, We have more and more space as our pool grows, right? As our somatic body grows through this work, we have more and more space to actually hold more. So, that is part of the reason why you are looking at some women and saying, wow, they do so much, right? It seems like they're doing it all. They're running a business, they're doing this, they're doing that, they're there for their kids, they're having a date night, they're doing this. One, That could just be your perception and you could be totally off, right? That could just be what you're being um, given and fed through social media or what they're willing to talk about or whatever. Totally acknowledge that. But second, it could also be that they've done some of this work and they've expanded their somatic body, i.e. they've expanded their pool so that they can just hold more then maybe you can or what your experience is and what people can hold, right? Maybe they can actually hold more. Maybe they can have 100 things going on, right? But they have the body and the nervous system to be able to handle that because they've done this work. So we need to really be able to train our bodies to show up more powerfully for life so we can just have a bigger capacity for everything that throws life, that life throws at us. And life throws a lot at us. I mean, we're moms. A lot of you guys are business owners. You have part, you're have in partnerships. You have families, right, beyond your own kids and, and partner that you are uh, managing relationships with. It's a lot of stuff. It's a lot of stuff. So you want to be able to grow your capacity to hold that, whatever it is that you want to hold, so you can do so without overwhelm, without anxiety, without breakdowns, without burnout, without all of this stuff. You want to get rid of those balls that don't serve you. Now, here's the thing, is that a lot of people, they don't usually get stuck because they don't know what to do, right? In my experience, it's not like clients come up to me and they're like, I'm feeling so stuck, I don't know what to do. It's not usually that. It's that they're feeling stuck and we can work through finding out why they feel stuck because they're really just patterned. (laughs) They're patterned to feel stuck. They're patterned in their stuckness. They've just been doing things over and over and over again, building this really deep, well-traveled pattern that's no longer serving them, and they haven't done work to expand their somatic bodies to be able to move through that pattern and into a new pattern, right? Because new results require a new somatic body. New results require an expansion of your somatic shape. They require a new way of being. So you have to be able to build a somatic body, a nervous system that can actually hold the life that you want. A somatic body that can hold the life that you want. Because I know you have big dreams. You have big visions. You have all of these things that you want to accomplish. You want to be the greatest mom you can be to your kids. You want to be a great partner. You want to show up in your work and grow your business and build something that you're really excited about. And all of that requires you to hold a ton of stuff. And you need to rework your somatic body and your nervous system to be able to hold all of that without having a breakdown every day. So first off, I want to talk about a little bit about our social context, because I think the bodies that we currently have, and guys, again, when I'm saying bodies here, I'm not talking about your physical like, body. When I'm talking about your body getting bigger, don't get me wrong. I'm not talking about eating a bunch of stuff and gaining a ton of weight, right? I'm talking about what your somatic body can hold, like what your nervous system can hold, the depth and breadth, and width of life that you can hold. Does that make sense? All right, so let's talk about our social context because the thing is is that we're always living and we're always operating inside of a social context, right? Just within the context of our day-to-day lives from, you know, inception until present day. And the further that is from our lived experience, the harder it is to notice, So there's social practices that we live in all the time, right? We just live in a social practice of a capitalistic society. We live in a social practice of a democratic society. And we don't really notice how those things limit and shape our possibilities or our expectations of ourselves or others or maybe the future or just like understanding the path because it's like we're a fish in water, right? Like we don't really understand or even realize that we're in the water because we've been in it the whole time and we don't know anything different. So there's all of these different contexts that are shaping your current body, right? So some of those sites of shaping include just your personality, like how you your just your nature, how you were born, right? Like how you just tend to process things and deal with things. And then part of your shaping is it comes from your family and it comes from those who are close to you. So they really, I mean, we all know this, right? That our family, our friends, our extended family, they all influence what we embody and how we develop and how we're conditioned and what our tendencies are. And then if we expand that, our communities, like our neighborhoods, or like how how many of you guys really identify with where you grew up. Maybe it was somewhere really remote. Maybe it was somewhere really urban. Maybe it was an island. Maybe it was on a farm in the middle of nowhere. Like I know for me, I grew up in a place in northern Maine that was freezing cold and dark with a ton of snow. And that just became a big part of my identity that I didn't even really realize or recognize until I left it. And then I'm like, whoa, so much of what I do is actually a part or part of my identity from where I come from, right? How about um, religious or spiritual communities where you grew up, um, whether for the for for the good or, or not? Um, how about your racial groups that you were a part of? Like what communities do you identify with and how do they shape you? And then kind of what I was talking about on the bigger scale, like even institutionally, your education. How about your access to healthcare? How about if you were a military child or how about if your family had a ton of money, and you were super resource, or the opposite, right? What if your family was living paycheck to paycheck? How did that affect your somatic shape? How did it affect how you now show up in this world? It affects your actions. It affects affects your thoughts. It affects your patterning, and it really deeply influences how you move in this world, right? How, like, how instinct instinctually do you respond? How do you automatically? rely on certain people or not? How do you trust certain people or not? All of that is just inherent in all of these sites of shaping based on your life experience, right? And it's usually a combination of all of these different things that really teach you how to embody what it is that you embody. So the more aware you are of your sites of shaping, the more you are aware of you know, your family network, your Extended family network and how it's influenced you. The community you grew up around, the neighborhood you grew up in, the region you grew up in, um, all of the institutions, right? Your education and your healthcare and um, whatever money mindsets and financial structures you were a part of. The more you're aware of all of that, the quicker you can understand your conditioning, right? The quicker you can understand your shaping. And then I always say it, right? Awareness precedes choice. We cannot intervene in a world that we cannot see. Right. Once you can understand and see your conditioning and your shaping because of all of these different things, then you can really begin to transform yourself, your somatic body, your somatic shape, your nervous system into something new. Right. And into something that's going to be required for the life that you desire, for the life that you're envisioning and working on building, for the life you want to give your kids, for the marriage you want to have. Right. All of this stuff is going to require a new shape as you grow. Have you ever caught yourself wondering why you do the things you do? Like, why do you get so angry and yell at your kids when they're moving at a snail's pace in the morning? Or why is it so hard to relax when the house is a mess? If so, you've got to take my personality patterns quiz. Because here's what's going on. When you were a child... Whenever an experience overwhelmed your nervous system, you subconsciously built a defense against that overwhelm. And over time, those defenses became a habit, and then they became a pattern. And now as an adult, what we think of as our personality is really actually often this defense pattern running the show. It's so interesting, right? There's five different personality patterns, and they're not personality types like the Enneagram or the Myers-Briggs, but rather they describe the safety strategy that you immediately go to when you start to feel overwhelmed. They don't describe who you are, but rather what's actually blocking who you are. And the good news is that once you take the quiz and you learn about your pattern, you can learn skills to break out of that pattern and then live and parent as your true and authentic self. So click on the quiz link in the show notes or go to michellegrosser.com forward slash quiz now to take my two-minute personality patterns quiz. All right, so when you decide to start doing some of this somatic work, I want to talk about the benefits because I think just in talking about expanding your somatic body and being able to hold more, like for me as someone who's doing a lot of things and wanting to hold it very gracefully and peacefully and not feeling like I'm constantly on the hot mess express and just losing my ever loving mind and I'm frantic and I'm all over the place like this has really been valuable work for me and I know initially I tend to be something I'm working on uh, a bit of a skeptic and I know when I started learning about this somatic work I'm like okay there's no way that doing you know x y and z is going to help me hold more it's going to help me regulate it's going to help me um, be able to have my hands in all of these different projects and have it not feel overwhelming or too much for me. It's going to help me hold my cool, right? When I'm really annoyed or triggered or whatever it is by my work or my kids or my husband. Um, but there's so many benefits of somatic work. And even as a skeptic initially going in, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go in hundred percent. If I'm going to do this, I'm going to be all in and we'll see what happens. And I'm doing it and I'm doing it and I'm doing it consistently and I'm doing this work consistently. And guys, I'm telling you, the micro shifts, I started noticing real, real talk. Like all of a sudden I noticed, oh, wow, like I know that at that comment my husband just made, A year ago, six months ago, I would have lost my ever-loving mind. I would have spiraled out of control about it. I would have thought about it when I woke up the next morning. I would have harbored resentment and maybe bitterness about that comment. I would have been, I don't know, passive-aggressive. I would have given him the silent treatment. I would have whatever. Same thing with my kids, right? Things about how they just operate and live life that might have driven me over the edge years ago or whatever before I started doing this work. I started seeing, oh, wow, I can hold that. I can handle that. And for me, I noticed the biggest expansion in my work. Like my work comes at me 100 miles an hour, 24 hours a day, almost seven days a week. And especially in this coaching work, I want to be able to hold more, right? People are coming to me and they're trusting me to hold all of this space for them. And I need to be able to do that in a way where that's not then you know, me turning around and because I can't hold it well, I'm taking that out on my kids or my husband or it's leaking into other areas of my life or all of a sudden I find that I'm having anxiety just because I'm not being emotionally hygienic, right? So some of the other benefits of somatic work, you will see and you will notice an increase in self-worth in your worthiness to receive and in your worthiness to give because you're just going to be more connected to your body. You're going to notice an increase in your confidence. You're going to notice an increase in just feeling safe, safe in your body, safe around other people, safe to express yourself, safe to trust others, right? You're just going to learn how to be regulated, again, because you're including your body in all of this work. You're going to learn how to re-establish pathways of trust, right? Um, somatic work is super helpful for breaking Guilt and shame cycles. So if that's something that you find you're struggling with, like whether it's a mom guilt or just you find that you're feeling guilty over everything, you're overanalyzing everything that you've ever said or done to anyone, um, and you're really just holding a lot of guilt or shame around anything, somatic work is such a powerful way for you to be able to release that from your body. Not just think about it, but to actually be able to feel it and release it. Creating healthy Intimacy. Retraining your nervous system to get out of fight or flight. Like maybe you don't even notice it, but maybe you've been in a stress response, right? Fight, flight, freeze, or fawn since childhood, right? Maybe that was required of you for survival in childhood. It was required of you to feel safe. It was required of you to have the approval of your caregivers or feel love. And you've been operating from this place of fight, flight, freeze, or fawn, right? That's what. Um, perfectionism is. That's what people pleasing is. That's what all these things that we think are just our, our personalities are not, right? It's actually our nervous system stuck in this stress response. And we don't even notice it anymore because it's become so familiar and it's become so comfortable, right? That pattern has run. So, and I've talked about all of this now. And what I really want to drive home is that healing our minds, it only gets us so far if we're neglecting the rest of our body, right? Going to traditional talk therapy can be really helpful, but it can take you 17 years to get to the root of a problem because you're only addressing it from the neck up and you're forgetting the entire rest of your body. You're not including the entire rest of your nervous system. You're not including everything that shows up. And for me, when I think about this, I think of like an iceberg, Like you see that tip of the iceberg sticking up out of the water and that's your head, your brain, your mind, your mouth, right? Talking about all this stuff, thinking about all this stuff. But the magic, the real work, the growth, the change, the healing happens below the surface. All the rest of that iceberg under the water, all the rest of your body, all the rest of your nervous system from the neck down, that's where everything is living. If you're struggling with this stuff... That's what you need to work on. I mean, your consciousness, that's just the tip of the iceberg. But what's showing up subconsciously, everything below the surface, that's where that's the work that needs to be done to expand what you can hold. And it's one thing to understand a concept, right? We've talked about this. Like it's one thing to know, to know, <laughs> to think you understand how to do something, right? Because of the patterning of your nervous system, it's another thing to do it. So I always say, like, You you can subject me to whatever, a thousand hours of watching YouTube videos on how to play tennis. I can read every book ever written on how to play tennis. I can listen to every podcast ever recorded and published on how to play tennis but I can do all of that and then you can throw me on the tennis court with Serena Williams and I'm going to get my butt whooped, right? It's just how it's going to be because my somatic body has not put into practice, has not patterned, my nervous system has not patterned how to hold, how to actually do this stuff. And it really applies to us in all that we're trying to do, right? I mentioned it at the beginning of the episode. You can read all the books about parenting and then all of a sudden we turn around and we're like snapping at our kids, right? It's like, it's one thing to read it, to know it, to understand it. It's a completely different thing to put your nervous system into practice and to include your nervous system, to include your subconscious, to include everything that you hold from the neck down in your growth so that you can see the change that you're, that you're seeking. So how does it work? I'm glad you asked. Um, first is just somatic awareness. And I've already said it on the show Today, but awareness is what is going to precede choice every single time. So without awareness, you cannot choose to include your body in all this work. So this is just a new level of paying attention to your body, what your body is communicating to you, what you're noticing, what you're sensing, what you're feeling, becoming razor sharp. In the awareness of your body starting to become dysregulated, right? What are all those cues that come up for you in your body when your body is communicating to you? Because your body is always communicating to you. I think for women, especially because of the massive amount of doing that we're all doing every day, all day. Um, There's not a lot of time for the stillness it requires to connect with our bodies, right? To pay attention, to learn, to connect, to make it feel safe for our bodies to express these things and then for us to become aware of what it is that's being expressed in our bodies, right? So really just taking time, maybe even setting timers on your phone to connect with your body. This is where starting with practices like body scanning um, can really be helpful, right? Just set an alarm on your phone maybe twice a day where you just stop and for 30 seconds you scan from the top of your head down to the soles of your feet and just pay attention on everything that's going on in your body. Where am I feeling tension and tightness? Where am I feeling soreness or pain? Where does it feel like there are kind of blockages, or um, am I noticing other things about my body, like the temperature? Am I noticing, you know, what's going on with my heart? What's going on with my breathing? Breathwork can be a really great way to start with somatic awareness, too. You can download apps or just go on YouTube and even find, like, breathwork exercises. And just for one minute, two minutes, whatever you have time to start with, just start really doing breathwork and being mindful of your breath. So as your somatic awareness develops, as it continues to grow, so does your ability to intervene and to choose a new and more effective emotional response, right? A new, more effective somatic response. So being able to tolerate uncomfortable sensations and emotions, which is really what it is to hold more, right? To hold more of life. That produces more choice and it produces fewer reactions. So since your physical sensations happen only in the moment, Being able to shift your attention to what your body is bringing you, right, into the present moment, like that's super powerful. And just training in this ability is really a vital aspect of developing a stronger leadership presence for self-leadership and for leading others, leading your family, because people can really sense and feel when you are present with them or not, right? And then after you have that somatic awareness, after you're starting to grow that, you want to develop somatic practices. We are and we become what it is that we practice. We're always practicing something, right? So we just have to have the courage to ask and to answer, like, is our practice aligned with who we want to become, right? Is my practice, are my practices aligned with the leader that I want to be? Are they aligned with the contribution that I want to make to this world? Are they aligned with the mother that I want to be? Are they aligned with the wife that I want to be? And there are practices that you can put into place, every single one of us, right, to help us build a new shape, to help us hold more. We can train our nervous system, and the way that we do that is we make a practice physicalized, right? So we have to engage why it's meaningful, and then we have to extend that, and we have to be able to frame our intentions somatically in our body. So this is getting away of uh, getting away from like the objectified way of relating to our body. Like I just go to the gym to make it look better, right? Or I just eat X, Y, and Z to make me look better or to feel better or to make my life better or to give me more energy or whatever. But moving away from all of that and moving toward looking at our bodies as a source of intelligence, as a place that holds our history, as what we need to transform in order for sustainable transformation to occur in our lives on a whole. So somatic opening is really just kind of thawing out that old self, right? It's, it's, it's getting rid of that old shape um, and melting it down so that we can form this new self and this new shape that we want to emerge. And it's a requirement in order for us to have any new actions, in order for anything that we want to do to take root and to thrive. It allows us to work directly with these parts of us that feel super stuck, these parts of us that feel super numb, these parts of us maybe that in our busyness we're not even aware of, right? Because what it does is it takes our implicit memories, which are held in our bodies, and let me tell you, those memories held in your body are very resistant to change. I mean, trying to establish new habits without... Softening the old ones is like trying to plant seeds in like dry clay, right? It's just not gonna happen. So unless there's a somatic opening, all of those well established, all of those deeply rooted neural pathways, the shape that you've had for ever, right, for your life, the way that you've done things, the way that you've thought your patterns, they're gonna continue to override attempts at new action with the default habit of your of your behavior, right? The biological structures that keep your old implicit memories in place, they're not going to relinquish their hold unless the concern and the concentration is taken care of, right? Unless it's done in a place of safety, from a place of love, from a place of belonging. And then it's worked through on an emotional and a biological level. So you have this new somatic awareness. You have these practices that you can perform, and really, where the magic happens, where the growth happens, where the transformation happens, is learning how to have somatic openings so you can release, back to our metaphor with the, the pool and the beach balls, so you can release the balls that are no longer serving you, right? So you have more space, your somatic body can hold more. So, being able to transform from one shape to a different embodied shape. That's more congruent, that's more aligned, that's more in order with what you care about most. And it's not a thought down process, um, it's a transformation of your whole shape. So you listen to the whole shape, you listen to what it's taken care of, and then you open and you shift literally the muscular and the neural pathways, the emotional states, and the commitment that you're looking at embodying. You shift from one shape that has less choice to one that's more open, one that's more reflective of the shape that's going to match your intentions, right? That's what makes your change sustainable. Because here's the thing. Your thoughts, we love to think, right? Our thoughts, they tend to lose out during pressure. I mean, think about it. You can have, like, rehearsed a difficult conversation you want to have with somebody, and then you get there, and all of a sudden your nervous system is out of whack, and you just start word vomiting and all this stuff. Starts coming out, right? That is nothing like you had rehearsed in your head. Because when pressure comes on what's most practiced in us, right? What's most embodied within us, that's what's gonna come forward. So you have to be able to deconstruct those old patterns that show up when you're under pressure, i.e., when your kids are triggering you, when your work is triggering you, when your husband is triggering you. And you have to help reconstruct a new shape that you can practice and begin to embody. And somatic practices are gonna help you build new skills, they're gonna help you build new competencies. That are relevant to what you care about. Because new skills are developed somatically so that they become more than just good ideas, right? They're actions and their habits that eventually become second nature. And it's not just enough to know how the brain sets off a fear response, right? Or what triggers fear in you. But it's more important that you're able to manage that in the moment and stay productive, regulated, effective when that fear or whatever other emotional trigger is present. And the body is really a domain of action, right? Your body learns through practice. So putting your body into new practices, one, it reveals the current limiting habits (laughs) and it provides an opportunity to practice new ones, right? New actions that take root by practicing them in a safe, low stakes, feedback-rich environment. And our implicit memory, it develops through that repetition. It develops through that immersion. It's through that ongoing practice that you see the shift to a new action start to take place. But repetition alone isn't enough, right? The practice must have emotional significance in order for it to last. So I want to ask you guys today as we move forward, like what you practice must be connected to what you care about. So what is it that you care about and what is it that you want to be able practice. And if this is something that is interesting to you, um, if you're interested in changing your somatic shape and growing your somatic body so you can hold more life, if you've tried it where you've read all this stuff and you've learned all the things and you've listened to the podcast and you've listened to the YouTubes and you've purchased the courses and you have all of this knowledge and information in your head but you find that you're still struggling to put it into practice, somatics might be the answer for you. Actually embodying all this stuff, practicing it, forming new neural pathways, being able to explore all of those beach balls and learning how to heal and get rid of the ones that are no longer serving you. If that sounds like something that you want to explore in this new year, um, reach out to me. I said at the beginning of the show but You can book a free 15-minute discovery call with me just to learn even more about this. Maybe we could talk about exactly how you're looking to put into practice in your life, the areas where you're seeing that what you're actually doing is not in alignment with what you want to be doing or what you think you should be doing. Let's talk about it. I would love to support you this year. If you love mommy's polygraph, leave a review. Leaving a review is truly the best way you can thank me. And of course, DM me on Instagram at themotherhood.podcast. I love to hear from you. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Motherhood Podcast. Head over to the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at michellegrosser.com, where you'll find free resources, information on how to join and participate in the Motherhood Village, and more ways to connect with me. If you love the show, share it with a friend. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll see you next time.